my job on this This is the Expedition Podcast. It's a journey, y'all. You want to start over? No. No. Always hold a special place in my heart. Onward ho. True. No. <laughs> You're right. Romance isn't dead. <laughs> on an expedition of discovery. Oh, welcome to This is the E-X-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N Podcast, I can't rhyme It's Hamilton, y'all Yay (laughs) We're talking about My favorite thing right now, probably Besides my niece, this is probably the best thing that came out of 2020 for me. And I know this oh, has been around. Oh, my God. I know it's been around for a while, um, but I just got hooked on it. Okay, so everyone's going to have to please forgive forgive me. <laughs> Thank you, Disney Plus, for yes. finally oh my God. coming around and for Not putting sponsored, it out. sponsored, by the way. And thank I you, wish. Lauren, for letting me borrow your Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so you I like your profile it. picture? It was so I cute. Belle. She made me okay. a little bell profile. Oh, you made her a profile? That's so yeah. cute. I love it. Oh, by the way, this is Lauren. I'm Bree. I'm Natalie. <laughs> oh. I can cut that together. Um, so we Natalie and I are leading Brianna on this expedition through the Hamilton. Broadway play. Yay. Uh, <laughs> first of all, let's just get from the top. Verdict? Rating? What do you think? Okay. I don't like musicals. I don't. <laughs> I have, I kind of liked Grease. I like Mamma Mia. <laughs> but that's because that like is Grease. like, that's real music, you know? It's not like musical music. Because normally oh, yeah. the whole telling the story through singing every single freaking thing annoys the heck out of me. But I <laughs> liked Hamilton. You want to know Yay! why? Why? Yes. Because I love America. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing made me feel so patriotic. And I also love history. So those things combined, it was just wonderful. I really, really enjoyed it. Yay! Yay. So happy. <laughs> Me and Lauren had a little um, session beforehand just to kind of like lay out the episode and what we're going to do. And we were both sitting here towards the end like, oh, I hope Brianna really, really likes it. <laughs> like, I wonder what she's going <laughs> to think. I liked it. I cried so much. <laughs> happy tears, sad tears. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think I've seen yeah. it over a dozen times. I was telling Same. you earlier. And I just, I, I never, it's never boring. I mean, granted, I fall asleep because I'll watch it at like midnight and I fall asleep, but I'm never like tired of it. It's, ugh, it's so good. I'll get in the car um, and turn on the soundtrack and just jam and crank it all the way up and belt like I'm on the stage. Yeah, I don't know. Did y'all get the Spotify? Did y'all get your Spotify like um, year in reviews or whatever? Did y'all ever look oh, through that? I didn't look at mine. I'm a lamo and oh. don't really use Spotify, so. Okay, so Spotify put out. I don't know if they did it every year, but I this year 
they do like your year in review and they do your top songs and your top albums and like your artists, the ones that you listen to the most and what your biggest fan is. I had like two or three of them as the Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> For the and that's and that it just came out and I hadn't listened to it until I watched it on Disney Plus. So when did that come out? Like July or June or something. So half half of my year was just completely overtaken. And by see, Hamilton. I don't know if I can just like listen to the songs because I'm <laughs> I'm a storyteller. Like that is the most essential part of anything to me. So I like mm-hmm. the combination of seeing the actors and their costumes and. You know, their movement on the stage. Yeah, that's how yeah. I feel like that's how I really latch on to something because I I really like musical theater and I wish that um, or Broadway and I wish that I could see more have the options to. Um, but for me to get really hooked on something, seeing the visual go along with everything and the characters and latching on to, to things, it really helps me to visually see it right in front of my face so i like i had heard about hamilton for a really long time and i heard the hype and you know different influencers and stuff on online were so excited about it but i was just like oh you know maybe one day i'll get to see it but then when i found out it was coming out i was just like yes please like i need to watch (laughs) this and i need to be in the hype so I didn't really attach onto it until it came out on Disney Plus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, same, but for different reasons. I have was being really hard headed because I wanted to see it in person. Oh my like gosh. I didn't want any spoilers. <laughs> I know. So I I love theater. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a musical nut, but I I do enjoy musicals. Like I've seen Lion King on. Um, not Broadway, obviously, but like the show, and that's and we've seen a few other musicals and stuff. But that was like probably the one that I remember the most. Brianna, I, I don't know if you blocked it out, but you've seen Cats. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> At the Thespian Convention oh, in Lord. high school, you're right. <laughs> Wait, oh was God. it like a professional Cats, Cats or like no. a group put it on? <laughs> Okay, so th- we went to a thes- we went to thespian convention in high school twice, right? You went twice with me, dude. I blocked all that out <laughs> <laughs> because Lauren made you do it. So no, I did not make her do it. this. I didn't. Okay. She liked. Don't even. Yeah, come on. Anyway, so the, the 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 it was a Texas. It was like a state thing. So everyone from all these schools from around Texas and all these r- super rich schools who had a ton of money and a lot of experience, mm-hmm. um, they would put on these big productions at the in the evening. So there would be like two main shows, yeah. and it was like a three night thing. So we got to see a lot of really cool plays. That's and so one of the high sounding. schools had purchased the actual Broadway set <gasps> of Cats. Yeah, and they put it on, and it was. I mean. It was cats, so it was weird. But it was good. Like they were really good. <laughs> hey, was cat uh, cat on a hot tin roof? Was that one? I think we've seen that. Yes, I think that was or, one of them. <laughs> that's just the way I remembered cats. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I I feel like I would go and see cats like as a Broadway production because it's isn't it one of like the longest running. Yeah, uh, next Broadway to Lion King. Plays. Lion King and yeah. Cats have the longest running. But as far as it's the movie, something. No, 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 no movie. I still no want to see it. For me. I want to see it just to laugh at it. Oh, should that be? Should that be a topic? 
You know what? <gasps> That's a good oh, one. Oh, we should. Oh, okay, we're doing that. that down. We're doing that. Sorry, guys. Cats. We're doing it. <laughs> the movie. Um, okay, back to Hamilton. Here we yes. go. So uh, for, for for those of y'all who have been living under a rock like Brianna was, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or not into musicals. Uh, the, the, yeah, I don't the, like Or not into musicals. <laughs> Um, Hamilton was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, you might recognize him because he's gotten super popular uh, since this. And mm, he actually I? wrote most of them. I know, right? He wrote most of the music for Moana, which he actually was doing in tandem. So he got Moana. I love Moana he also. See? Yeah, he has, a, he has a song in there. Well, I mean, he, yeah, he's wrote most of the music, but he sings a song in the movie. Yeah, he sings the the one where she finds out that they're voyagers. Oh, oh, yeah. Away, away. Yeah. Um, so, so he wrote Moana and he was staging Hamilton around the same time. Um, but he first, he got his kind of start uh, as uh, he wrote and he starred in as well a Broadway play called In the Heights. Which in they the made Heights into a his... motion picture now, but I don't think it's come out yet. Yeah. It was, I think it was about to come out. In like 2019, like they were kind of setting it to come out, like for it to come out in 2020. But then, of course, you know, mm-hmm. the world stopped. So, <laughs> um, and so that was actually his first Tony Award. And that was also one of his his first um, plays. Uh, the thing I love about Lynn, and I've listened to so many interviews about him, is that he always talks about how he uh, the reason why he wrote In the Heights, Hamilton, and some of the other things that he writes is that he never saw p- parts for himself in traditional uh, plays or in the, you know, film industry or entertainment industry. So he's like, you know what, I'm just going to write something that I can be in, that I'm going to yeah. be in. <laughs> and I just think that's awesome. <laughs> he is so uh, incredibly talented. I I mean, I knew of him just because when Hamilton got so big, but to actually watch and listen to um his work and the like his just the genius that lives within him is insane yeah it's so crazy how he can think of you know this it's just it's insane that a broadway play about our founding fathers is a rap broadway (laughs) musical (laughs) And it's so highly popular and, and, and so many people from so many walks of lives are like have found something in it that resonates with them and they're so interested in it and the songs and just everything. It's it's, it's insane. I like that it makes history accessible. And mm-hmm. also I like I like what you said, Lauren, that he writes to make parts for himself because with mm-hmm. all of this American history – I don't know. I've always been kind of jealous of the people that could trace their lineage way back then, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On my maternal side, my family immigrated here maybe late 1800s, early 1900s. And on my paternal side, uh, my family was already in Texas when it was Mexico. So then it was just United <laughs> States. Yeah. So now, like, I could never envision, you know, myself or my culture or really anybody other than old white men, (laughs) you know, taking part in these roles. So I thought that was really cool. 
I really, and I want to talk about the casting diversity here in a second, because um, I think it was super important. And the reason why he did it, I think, is really impressive, too. But, and I also um, think that that's what um, adds to the popularity, because so many different people see themselves in these characters. Because I th- think one of the big things is that he doesn't sugar, they don't sugarcoat anything about these people's lives. Like, they're, you know, were great men and they created a lot of great things for our country, but they weren't perfect. You know, they had yeah. flaws yeah. and they had things that they dealt with and bad decisions that they made. And so to see Not saying that someone, this is 100% historically accurate, though. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Um, yeah, so the, the, the Lynn wrote uh, the play Hamilton after he had read the book Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. And I actually really want to read it, but it's super long. Um, and he read it on vacation and he was just inspired by this immigrant because Hamilton was an immigrant from the Caribbean, um, similar to himself and his family. And he was just inspired by the mm-hmm. fact that this this man came and made something out of nothing, you know. And uh, the book Ron that Ron wrote or Chanel wrote, it it, it sounds it, it's a nonfiction bi- biography, but they everyone claims it reads like a novel. So I think I really want to challenge all three of us to like read it and see how we feel about it. Um, That's a big book. It's so I've shown oh, that really? book a lot at the public library. I can picture the cover in my head. <laughs> Oh, wow. So I know it is popular. It was circulating yeah. enough that I had to keep putting it back on the shelf. It's so it big. It's a big book. It is. <laughs> but apparently the chapters are only like 30 pages a piece. So they're kind of easily okay. di- easily digestible. Um, and as far as the way that it's written, it's not written at a... And I, I, they told me the reading level or I, I saw the reading level. It's not, a, it's not like a, a textbook reading level kind of biography. Yeah. It's, it's pretty easy to to get into so i'm i want to one day see if i can try and read it just to see what he saw in this book what lynn saw in this book that mm-hmm. inspired him to write yeah. this um so anyway let's finish the summary of it <laughs> so it premiered sorry, sorry, off sorry. no you're good you're, no, you're good. good this is gonna like again this might be two episodes we're not sure yet <laughs> um so it premiered off broadway on february 17th hey your birthday Uh, yeah uh also the day we're releasing this which is really weird hopefully it might be the 18th we'll do our best oh no we'll figure (laughs) it out we'll try um it premiered off broadway on february 17th in 2015 at the public theater and it was essentially sold out almost immediately um It also, in the 2016 Tony Awards, received a record-breaking 16 nominations, and it won 11, including Best Musical. It also received the 2016 Pulitzer Prize for Drama. Uh, Currently, Hamilton has been nominated for a Golden Globe and the Best Musical or Comedy, and Lynn was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy for 2020. So we'll see what happens there. I have high Uh, hopes they'll win. Yeah. Uh, The original cast that is featured on Disney Plus is, I kind of, I also want to, when we talk real quick here, I want to see who your favorite character was, Brianna. Uh, Alexander Hamilton's played by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Aaron Burr played by Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, Fun fact, he's played by Wayne Brady 
in the Chicago production. I love Wayne hilarious. Brady. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, Eliza, ha- Eliza Hamilton, played by Philippa Sue. Angela, uh, Angelica Schuyler, played by Renee Elise Goldsberry. Uh, Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson was played by David Diggs. George Washington, played by Christopher Jackson. John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton, played by Anthony Ramos. Hercules Mulligan and James Madison, played by... Oh, dear. Um, they call him Oak, uh, but Oak... Uh, uh, Onawado... Oh, Ona Odoan. Ona Odoan. Uh, King George III was originally on Broadway played by a man named Brian De, Brian D'R.C. James, and uh, but on Disney Plus version and was Jonathan Groff. They actually, son. the guy that was originally playing him stepped aside so Jonathan Groff could come in and play I know, him isn't that sweet? for the recording and stuff. For Disney Plus version, yeah. Uh, fun fact, Taryn Killam of Saturday Night Live played him as a Broadway replacement, which is funny to me. Uh, I love Taryn Killam. <laughs> and then Same. Peggy Peggy Schuyler and Maria Mariah Reynolds was played by Jasmine Safas Jones. So, any favorite characters? Okay. Um, it's hard for me to separate the history from the musical because yeah. I love history so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all remember this or not, but I thought I wanted to major in history when yeah. we were seniors in high school. I remember yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I wrote a play for our uh, history class and I gave it to the professor and she made me correct some things. <laughs> <laughs> made me realize that I cared more about what I had written than the historical accuracy. So then I'm like, okay, I need to be English major. Okay. Yeah. Creative writing. Okay. So... George Washington was my favorite. Aww. Yes. George <laughs> Washington probably, was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably because I can't separate the fact that, you know, he was just really cool dude, like <laughs> fought for our country, courageous, just lionhearted. Um, that whole scene where he is stepping down. Oh my gosh. Oh, cried. To talk. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Oh man. That was wonderful. There's so much okay. to cover in that. <laughs> so my favorite voice was Burr. Every time he'd sing and like yes. his inflection on things, Ugh. I could listen to him forever. Yes. He has Leslie Odom has has an album and it's so good. He's so good. I bet oh it my is. God. He's, He's so amazing. Sometimes he would change his accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was always on point and it would just add to the song. It was so good. Let's yeah. see. The whole cast the whole cast is amazing, but Leslie Odom Jr. is just Chef's kiss. Amazing. Just Eliza's incredible. voice was beautiful. Yes. yes. And I'm going to be honest, Eliza. I kind of wrote her off. Like, I didn't... I watched a couple of Hamilton documentaries to make sure I had my history straight before I watched this. Oh. And, oh, you know, okay. I just kind of wrote her off. Like, oh, poor, poor woman, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then at the end, when she laid down all those facts. I know. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Another thing, another thing we need to talk about when we get to the yeah that last song. Uh, I have yeah. a big yes. question for you, but um, yeah. So, so Natalie, who's is that? All of the characters? Did I leave anybody out? Yeah, Hamilton right. was okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's your Natalie? Who's your favorite character? Like, if you could pick just kind of one that just you know hits you in the heart. Um, of course, Aaron Burr is like my favorite. Um, I just love his character and the way that Leslie Odom Jr. plays him and just like the back and forth. And I mean, I'll, you know, we'll talk about it when I get to his song, which is my favorite song. Um, 
I love Eliza because she starts off as, you know, kind of a timid, you know, she talks about not being wanting to be in the spotlight and blah, 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 to being to ending up being the strong woman that, Mm -hmm. you know, even though Hamilton has his flaws, stands by you know her man or stands her yeah. ground or stuff like Stand that like i just <laughs> i just yeah i just find her very inspiring and the way that she lived out her life after hamilton died i mean spoiler alerts but <laughs> right i'm sorry year, guys basically. guess what guys like, he died <laughs> yeah uh and it's not even spoilers it's just history so i don't i mean you he's know. been dead for a while yeah yeah I think um but okay. yeah i and and I don't know if I am like totally in love with just George Washington as a character. I think that he's very a strong man and I think he did a lot for our country and and everything. I think I'm just in love with Christopher Jackson who played him because his voice his voice is so amazing and that the songs that he would deliver just would always blew me away and though his one last time the emotion on his face his emotion Ah, is just I lost it. It's insane. Ooh. It's so crazy. He's so talented and so good. And I think my favorite like comedy character is Jonathan Groff playing King George. I love the sassiness. <laughs> I love the crazy, you know, his his little songs that he comes out and sings and he's all pouty about America. Like I he, I think Jonathan Groff was he just played him like the best. And I hope that one day I do get to see it because I'm really interested to see how other people play out these characters. And how yeah. they put their own spin onto things. So, Lauren, who's your favorite? Well, okay. So, I have a, I had already a little bit of a soft spot for uh, one of the characters because of a project I did back in elementary school before I even knew you guys, before I even moved close to y'all. Um, and even my whole land? family. Yes, in Palam. And so my family, we all watched it together. Well, not all of us, but my mom, my uh, dad, me and uh, David, and then my sister and Tyler, her husband, kind of in and out with us. But we all watched it together. Like we streamed it all together while we were on, you know, lockdown and everything. And they already knew who I was going to love. And I love Marquis de Lafayette. I did a huge project on him in elementary school, and I just loved his whole deal. Um, and then when I found out he was played by David Diggs, and I didn't even know that because I just I just didn't want any Hamilton spoilers because I wanted to experience it. I was just like, oh, I love him. He's so good. He is the one of the most incredible um, uh, MCs right now. Like he, the way that he he creates. He can freestyle like nobody's business. It's insane how fast he can rap. It just, uh, it's crazy. And so, um, also like his swagger, like he's so cool. Oh my gosh, I really want to be friends so with him. Cool. <laughs> he's so cool. <laughs> I love him and his story of how he got cast as Lafayette. It was just basically like Lynn had kind of said, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this thing about Alexander Hamilton and." here it is and I need you to do this and it was for Lafayette and and Thomas Jefferson and uh he was like okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) just totally fine totally chill and they they've known each other uh for a long time they they kind of go they have this like hip-hop and rap group that all they all kind of circle around and they do these like freestyle rap battles they've done it for years um 
So I think his I think his band's name's Clipping Clip Clips Clipping something like that. Anyway, yeah, so um, sounds sounds close to that. Yeah. So I and I love David Diggs. So he's my favorite. <laughs> just <Yeah>. just by <laughs> default. <laughs> um, and when he gets when he gets going and he like gets his little thing going and I'm just like yeah go yeah. go <laughs> he's so good. Um, so the character though uh, that I actually resonate the most with is by far Burr. Like, who I feel hard is Burr, 100%. Yeah. Um, maybe Angelica on on some other levels, um, just, you know, in the way that she talks about being a woman and, and how she, and existing in a, in a man's world the way that she yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's who I, I personally See, connect with. The whole Angelica thing, I did not really care for. I felt like it was thrown in there, like you said, to express... Mm-hmm. women's issues mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not necessarily a character that has ever been essential to the story of hamilton right and there's yeah. only just a little bit of speculation based on basically when she talked about the dearest comma yeah oh, that's all that we know is a great line by the way on. the pause it is a good line. line yes but i didn't I, and i know it shows hamilton is further flawed and all that I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't want her to be part of that. <laughs> and she was married when she met him. So when she introduced him to Eliza, she'd already been married. I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of kind of gimmicky to be like, oh, well, now she can talk about women's issues because Eliza can't do that for us. Yeah. You know? So Lynn, oh, he, yeah, explains, I can see that. he explains this in some interviews, the way that he talks about, you know, how he took these liberties and kind of altering some of the stories and he didn't he wanted to introduce these women because uh and he he needed an an, essentially an avatar for these powerful women that were in the lives of these founding fathers like burr's mother was considered a genius she was absolutely like completely um I think she was a teacher and a professor and stuff, but she was an absolute genius. Then Eliza herself was, you know, a powerful woman who was able to accomplish a lot of stuff. Uh, Angelica was known to be a really good writer, but there was like all of these little, and then, and you know, the founding fathers' wives and all these other people, and he needed somebody to kind of like pull all of that together because it's it's a it's a three hour play, like you can't do everything at mm-hmm. once, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I could write five other musicals about Hamilton that have completely other storylines and totally different characters, and there's so because there's mm-hmm. so much. Um. And so when he he's like, I realized that I could pull all of these these ideas of of women influencing the 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 birth of this country into one person and the only person that made sense to do that in was angelica because eliza had her own story that was really influenced by her relationship with hamilton whereas angelica even though she that he played her up to be this love interest still existed outside of him and so by kind of introducing the idea of her being really torn between her duties and her like her romantic life and what she wanted to be able to accomplish and what she was what she was forced to do or whatever it was trying to get that idea across of like there's these super intelligent powerful women that could be so much more if they had a little bit of room or a little bit of this or a little bit of that yeah but her mm-hmm. life is still 100% determined by men yes so i don't feel like she's yeah. a feminist character at all she just goes behind her sister's back 
<laughs> yeah, she comes through for her eventually, but yeah. any sister that really cares wouldn't have started that to begin with. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you can't defend her in my book. <laughs> That's okay. You and then, I mean, things. it would have been something if they actually, like, if something came of it, but then she comes yeah. to town and nothing comes of it. So it's like, yeah. why did you waste your time when you could have been talking to your wife? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, I mean, but in the end... He picks his legacy and getting what he wants from his wife and his sister-in-law. Yeah. And Eliza is such a powerful figure because he needed her from the get-go. He was penniless until he married her and had Mm -hmm. her family's military connections and her family's money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he obviously, the Skyler sisters were a huge part of, of of his success and... Like yeah. the money that they like, yeah, it was just an a con a, an avenue to an a, or means to an end, I guess. <laughs> Which most women were those days. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You had to. You um, didn't have another option. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Anyway, so I just want to hit real quick until it was before we jump into the the um, the songs and kind of the story of everything. Uh, the casting diversity was really important to Lynn. Because he, like I mentioned earlier, always wanted to be in productions, but he never saw a part from for himself. Uh, and so he really wanted to make this play look like what America looks like right now. And the uh, reason why he did that was for that you know very reason is like it's a way in his words it's a way of pulling you into the story and allowing you to leave whatever cultural baggage you have about the founding fathers at the door uh so he it it made it accessible to people who may not have been interested in this story um Mm -hmm. so that's really awesome i think and it's 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 cool to see people on stage that look like you and people in entertainment that look like you and I don't know. I'm, it makes it makes my heart happy that there's the little you know yeah. kids out yeah. there. I think especially this. choosing rap as an outlet too. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. because I wouldn't like I wouldn't have liked this musical if it wasn't music that I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah, if it was more operatic like piano ballads, I would be like. And he used <laughs> and he word. drew a lot of inspiration for writing the music and the raps from many artists that people enjoy and. Um, people love and some of the great lyricists in rap you know he drew Mm -hmm. a lot from that so Mm -hmm. so we're gonna do our best to kind of tumble through the uh songs uh of the the play we have a lot to cover obviously so we'll see what happens um but we we pulled out some historical discrepancies and some kind of author's notes and we're just gonna start up top of the top of the bill act one with the song alexander hamilton (laughs) our opening song um originally this song this this whole play was just gonna be an album called the hamilton mixtape and lin-manuel miranda was invited to perform at the white house in 2009 for a program called An Evening of Poetry, Music, and the Spoken Word. And he was supposed to perform a song from In the Heights. But he got up and he's like, "Um, I've been working on this thing about the Secretary of Treasury. (laughs) His name's Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) And he sang the very first song, Alexander Hamilton. Um, How do we feel about the opening number, Brianna? Yeah. 
It was good. We covered a lot of information quickly. Yes. 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 And I just want to point out again how freaking cool it is that one of our founding fathers was an immigrant. Yes. Yes. And how this can only happen. I mean, it happens other places too, but this happens (laughs) in America every day and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And like my grandpa was a migrant farmer and my parents end up owning their own business, you know, like one generation later. And yeah. I have three college degrees. Like America yeah. is the land of the free and I dreams mean, your family, come true. Your family truly like lived out the American dream. Like it's, yeah. you know, Absolutely. what people move to America for and seek out, like they they lived it. And, you know, they. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. And I love to see that represented. Yay! Yes, it's a very beautiful story. And, and throughout the show, like there's a line in um, when they're having the battle, like, you know, him and Lafayette clap hands and say immigrants they get the job done yes uh-huh. <laughs> did you cry <laughs> not yet <laughs> <laughs> i love the way the set changed and this is just it's kind of the very first taste you get of the how the set speaks to the storyline so if in the beginning it's you know and the costumes as well everyone's wearing white just kind of as a, as the ensemble and the chorus and as they start singing about Hamilton and he's and Hamilton introduces himself he changes into his first color his vest or his first coat and it's that kind of like darker green and um and then they or no it's brown it's a, like a dark brown it's like a tan yeah color. um and then the set changes you can tell it goes from stuff that looks like rigging on boats and you can see all kind of the ropes and pulleys mm-hmm. and it pulls around whenever he gets to New York and he gets off the boat and all those ropes and pulleys kind of go away and you they in the background you can even see these ropes knotted and people will pull them away and it and that now it's the city and so the set itself in this play is just brilliant i mean just it, it like blows my mind if you want when you watch this again if you get if you want to watch again brianna don't listen to the l- song just look at the stuff that's happening in the background they it's do so, so much with so good. little yes. yes and they it's, even there's a um they have a wonderful alexander hamilton book book that has all of the songs in it and descriptions and a lot of great information and they talk about um you know, a lot of these people that came and built America were shipbuilders. And so that's how they kind of played off of the set to look like they basically rolled up to New York shores and took apart their boats to build the city. I also appreciate that Burr was separate from the from the cast from the chorus in the beginning. He always he had his his maroon wine jacket on. Um, and so he is like he's the narrator he's the arbiter of the story and it's another play and kind of the way that we hit at the end of this show and who lives who dies who tells our stories burr's tell burr mm-hmm. is the person that's telling this story this yeah. is this is about burr yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, i really think even though this play is called hamilton this is this story really doesn't happen unless burr is there obviously because he right. kills him yeah. He has that control over his life from the very beginning. Yes. Yeah, from that opening mm-hmm. scene. That's really cool. Yeah. And so that moves yeah. into the song Aaron Burr, sir. Pardon me. Are you Aaron Burr, sir? 
That depends. Who's asking? Oh, well, sure. Sir, I'm uh, which I absolutely love. It's an, one of my one of my many favorites. My goodness, I can't I can't pick one. What am I talking about? Uh, and the just setting up the juxtaposition of Burr to Hamilton. Hamilton, who is an immigrant who has nothing, literally nothing. Burr, who is a multi generation like he's been here for a few generations. His parents are extremely wealthy and yeah. very well set set up, and he is highly educated. Uh, and immediately setting up these two people, like this is the this is the thing. These are the these are yes. the guys. You know, and it shows it shows that that Hamilton's characters acts constantly. He's always acting. You know making these decisions quickly, using his brain, moving, moving, moving. And, you know, we'll see when we get down to Aaron Burr's, you know, song, Wait For It. He's all about waiting, you know, because like Lauren said, he has everything to lose and and Alexander has nothing. And so it just, it really gives you, these two people are complete opposites in their life, their, the way they grew up, their reputation, everything. They're complete separate from each other and 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 see their life and the way they want to live it in completely different opposite ends of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also where we get introduced to. Oh, I, I will say about the music of Aaron Burser that he Lynn claims that this is the most Susian influence in the play because he recognized in fact some in like go in like uh go fox or fox i can't remember and then some other of the this dr seuss books that the rhymes he pulled were from some of these child books that he was he had been he had read uh and he oh my gosh it, i thought that was so cute <laughs> now i have to re-listen to that part he see so he says he he rhymes on the second the second to last syllable versus the very last syllable and it, it, mm-hmm. it he's been told by many kids that these are their fa- this is their favorite song Aaron Burser um because it mm-hmm. it re- they recognize the wordplay that's very Susian and uh yeah. it it's easy for them to kind of get a hold of so that's i thought that was super cute little detail <laughs> Um, but this is where we introduce, get introduced to the Tavern Boys. Yo, 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 what time is it? Showtime! Like so hyped. I love this. Showtime! I'm so hyped. Uh, what do you think about the Tavern Boys? I just wanted to get to the story, to be honest. That's why oh. the musicals, like, they take so much liberty, like, drawing everything out with songs. <laughs> so I think the thing that's so the most... I'm sorry, I met the Tavern Boys, but... I didn't really care that much. That's fine. <laughs> You're fine. You're good. The thing that I thought that was most important about this introduction is, although we meet Mulligan and Lafayette, John Lawrence. I didn't know anything about John Lawrence until me either. This I didn't know play. anything. Like, didn't even know his name. To be honest with you, were you familiar with him at all, Brianna? Mm-mm. So I did a little bit of research and I've, I've watched a few different, you know, little mini, mini documentaries on this after he, this, this show became popular. John Lawrence was like the true abolitionist. Hamilton really wasn't an abolitionist. Most of these guys really weren't. Um, they were just kind of trying to survive, but John Lawrence was like, no, slavery needs to end now. This is wrong. Like that's an, as much as it's dramatized, it's a pretty accurate portrayal of what it seems. And it's such a shame that he was cut down so young because 
he might have dramatically changed the way that our country looks if he hadn't. Um, anyway, that's when I start getting super hype is when they the boys jump in. Uh, so because you got to see Lafayette. I did. I got to see Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, this guy thinks he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, isn't that how the French think, anyways? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> maybe. It was like, also I'm cute. French. I'm French, and I know what I'm doing, and I'm in America. Like, I'm cool <laughs> by default, right? Yeah. So, so David Diggs talks about how he was not a singer, and he was super nervous about being in a musical. He was like, told Lynn, I, I don't know what to do, um, and so he used the French accent to kind of like hide his inability to sing for a while and then he yeah, obviously so he got could, better. like talk sing yeah yeah yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah and so we meet john lawrence mccue de lafayette and hercules mulligan and burr introduces hamilton to them and this is kind of where the group of uh revolutionaries begin um we move into the song my shot hamilton is ask it being basically asking these guys hey let me just get give me a chance and i will make a difference i want a country to fight for i am not throwing away my shot i am not throwing away my shot hey yo i'm just like my country i'm young scrappy and hungry and i'm not throwing away my shot i'm gonna get a scholarship to king's College. and so i caught on to the symbolism like the very first time i heard the line because <laughs> yeah. people think that he didn't take his shot against Burr, or that mm-hmm. he missed on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, ooh, we're already working our way up. I love a theme. Oh, oh. This is, this is where my shot, this is where our motifs start, okay? Yes. And, and um, this great uh, YouTube channel, or this, uh, this um, sorry, this video that Lauren uh, sent me by Jonathan Oscar, he says that the play had 800 million motifs. I don't know if that's a true number. That's a lot of numbers. That's that's what I he said. I don't. I don't. <laughs> go with I probably don't believe that. Um, that's a big number. It's but a great. It's motifs, a great video. I'll tag it in the show notes. Motifs run through this show oh, constantly. Yeah. Um, my shot uh, runs throughout the show. It, it is. It is Hamilton's yeah. motif. It is his song. It is his line. And uh, it runs through so many songs. It's, you know, of course, in my shot and right hand man and stay alive. And then you have it in Yorktown, the world turned upside down after they win the battle and nonstop. Um, And this really he has a line in it that says, I'm only 19, but my mind is older. And we talked about how he used a lot of uh, popular rap artists and groups and stuff throughout the whole show. And that line comes from a song called Shook Ones, part two by Ma Deep. Um, I'd never heard of Ma Deep, but I, you know, I know that they're um, a very popular group with a lot of people that love like 90s New York hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and also um, the way that Alexander spells out his name in this is um, the same cadence as Notorious B.I.G. like uh, Biggie Smalls. Um, and his song going back to Cali. And um, so just it it's so incredible how he pulls from these artists that he loves 
to yeah. um, put lines in it from different songs and cadences and just the way that that he raps and the way that he says things and you know it's it's insane and and like I said this my shot just is all over the place it's everywhere yeah. oh I I noticed that too right away how each character has their different refrain mm-hmm. and the way they would use them in combination to make different meanings depending on the song really really skillfully done oh yes oh my it gosh. is yeah and um the story of tonight is one of my other favorite songs I think mainly just for like the harmonies and the melodies and the way that that these well I mean Lin-Manuel Miranda talks about this song of like a band of brothers people you know a group of guys coming together with like minds and and wanting the same things and and it just shows you like the brotherhood and this future that they want for themselves in the country and everything and it just shows them coming together and banding together and wanting to fight for the same things which I thought was really amazing so that's why is the next song the one that the three girls sing together yes yes like intermixed with this one Mm -hmm. that song fits my sentiments perfectly like I cannot imagine what it would be like to live in 1776 when all this stuff is going down and you have all this hope and you're just so ready to sacrifice whatever you need to for this future that goes beyond what you can even imagine. Just yeah. the faith that these people had to have and the bravery that they had. So inspiring. Blind, oh, like just going it. in, just going in blind. I love America. <laughs> <laughs> just yes. going, like going in blind, like not knowing what's yeah. going to happen and just flying by the seat mm-hmm. of your pants and just... Penniless and flying by the seat of his pants. <laughs> yeah. Just putting yourself in these situations to have a hopeful outcome and not knowing what's going to happen at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's just. How it's, on earth did we win this war against I, I, a, a global <laughs> superpower that had taken over the entire world? Yeah. I have no idea. Little old America. <laughs> it got too much. It got to be too expensive. It's too much money. Yeah. Yeah. So the king went. Okay, never mind. I guess. I guess this thing's gonna. I guess you can have little old America. (laughs) Little did they know. But I I did like. I liked Angelica's part in that next song. I liked what she was singing. I love their voices together. Oh, so good. Every line of that song was so So exciting. Yeah. That was one of my standouts. Okay, oh we're are are we moving to the Skylar sisters? Yeah. Okay. So we 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 went through. Yeah. We (laughs) got going. We're we're de- this is definitely going to be two episodes. It, Skylar Sisters is one of my is is one of my favorite songs, and it's a, it is an an R and B ode to Lynn's hometown. Uh, it's like a New York anthem. There's nothing rich folks love more than going downtown and slumming it with the poor. They pull up in their carriages and gawk at the students in the common just to watch them talk. Take Philip Schuyler, the man is loaded. Uh-oh, but little does he know that his daughters, Peggy, Angelica, Eliza, sneak into the city just to watch all the guys. It- work, work. Angelica, work, work. Eliza, and um, he says that it evokes the mixed blessings of living here. There are rich people and poor people. Work is on everybody's mind. Sex is in the air and violence is a constant possibility. Um, in this case, during the show, is the looming war with Britain. And if anyone's ever seen Wicked before, um, he associates 
the Skylar sisters with One Short Day in the Emerald City, which sets up the Emerald City, um, gives the excitement about the Emerald City, and is the same kind of vibe as the Skylar sisters because they talk about, you know, look around, look around. Um, you know, we're so lucky to be alive right now. Like the excitement of a new America and, and what's to come and, and everything. And, and he says it's just a love letter to New York. And I've never seen Wicked either. Oh, Me you neither, but I really want to. Them. to. <laughs> you should listen. I mean, <laughs> Define Gravity and Wicked I, is, is, is amazing. It's the most amazing song ever. And seeing it live just made me bawl my eyes out. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, s- like I said, the set wise and stuff, it really sets up, you know, American workers and new ideas and people standing out like he wanted to create the square that didn't really exist back then. But just an exciting hub for everyone to go to and shout their ideas out and talk to new people and and just try and build this new America that everyone mm-hmm. was so excited about. Um, yeah. And it says, you know, this the Skylar sisters is in its writing and its staging let's uh like gives us a glimpse at how this nation was built uh and one of my favorite lines in this uh in the whole entire show is burr and and angelica and burr starts off with excuse me miss i know it's not funny but your perfume smells like your daddy's got money why you slumming in the city in your fancy heels (laughs) you searching for an urchin who can give you ideals and angelica goes burr you disgust me and he goes, mm-hmm. ah, so you've discussed me. I'm a trust I'm fund, baby. I'm a trust baby. fund, you baby. Trust you can me. trust me. <laughs> and when I heard that line, I was like, oh, okay. Like, spitting game, throwing lines. Like, it was it was so funny. And I loved it so much. It was, it was my cute. favorite line ever. So what did you think, Rena, about the way... So the, this is the first time I've ever seen the staging done with this circle. The way that this platform that rotated. So cool. I really liked it. The circle was amazing. Yeah. Because they could look like they were strolling through, but they weren't really going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But I was yeah. watching it, and I was watching to see, like, how they were walking, if they were walking in sync. I did I did notice that. There are a lot <laughs> I'm of... i pretend I noticed every little thing in the background, but yeah, that was really neat. There are so many different things that this circle, it, like, uses to, to push some of the other themes and motifs whenever we get to some of the other ones mm-hmm. like stay alive uh the re, re whenever uh angelica starts singing rewind and satisfied like there's so the way that they use this stage blows Even it my mind yeah. it helps it helps yeah. tells tell a story so so greatly i've never seen you, i know that like you it. liked um farmer refuted do you have any thoughts on oh so farmer refuted what cracked me up okay so we we were introduced to the scholar sisters after we met the band of brothers um they are the farmer refuted is the first time hamilton gets pushed out to kind of like get on his soapbox and he's talking to one of the british kind of uh office not officer but just a, a spokesperson and uh the the thing that i thought was so cool was they transitioned from this um kind of synth and orchestra combination of music into a uh, just orchestra music in 3-4. So 3-4 is usually written in a waltz, is what waltzes are written in. And um, anytime they're kind of calling back to like a classical idea, and there's a few other songs that are written in um, 3-4, the song between Hamilton and Burr after Burr challenges him to a duel, A dot Burr, A dot Ham, that's written in 3-4 as well. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciated so much this very stark transition between 
the you know this record scratch that we just heard with the Skylar sisters yeah R&B like Queens poppy you know yeah uh, and it just it is an impressive you know jump uh, and then showing off obviously Hamilton wrote Hamilton fought with his intellect and his words and he wrote everything down and so introducing him as this superior intellect being able to kind of just pop off at every single line that this British spokesperson's mm-hmm. guy does. Um, it It's like, yeah, it sets him as the person who's the most formidable as far as like his brain. <laughs> yeah. And we get a lot of humor, like punchlines in it too. Like, is he oh, from, yeah. like, is, are they in Jersey or something like that? So <laughs> all that, all that little stuff was really cool. So farmer refuted leads into our first introduction to King George um, and you'll be back. And King George sings this sappy, like British pop song, and it signifies, you know, like a up up and coming like breakup song, you know, with Britain and America. And um, of course, you know the like most popular band from Britain, the Beatles. It has a big Beatles vibe in it. So it's like a, a guitar yeah. homage to like getting better and then a vibraphone nod to Penny Lane. And then we get a, a synth shout out um, for being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. And um, it's the contrast between the sunny songs and the King's threats make him sound even more like sociopathic and like hilarious. <laughs> and of course, like in history, like they, you know, everyone talks about him going crazy and losing his mind and and the way that these songs are portrayed when he sings them you could definitely tell like the more like the show progresses and the more the history progresses you can see his craziness just turning up a level yeah in one of the songs when he's like wow awesome or something like yeah. awesome wow <laughs> yeah awesome wow so silly <laughs> and when he talks about john adams he goes uh who john is that guy adams. like no idea who yeah. this dude is. It's just it's it's just a nice humor that runs I could have done with a little less King George though. Like, he was only on screen for eight minutes. He that's, had like that's a he long had like time. what three songs, <laughs> three or four songs. Yeah, it was only I three just want to get to the story, y'all. This is why I don't do musicals. Okay, so we're getting into your favorite character, George Washington, coming in with right hand man, and he has a yeah, big like. Who, uh, you know, what does he say? How does he introduce him? Give it up for for America's favorite. No, favorite that's fight. Lafayette. Sorry. That's not, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, what he, are you talking how about? How does he introduce him? It's just such a big, like, boom. Like, here he is. Yes. Click, boom. Yeah. And I had never seen, I've never seen this man in my life. But in that moment, he was George Washington to me. Yes. And I was just in the kitchen, tearing up, <laughs> clapping my hands. Yes. Like, Finally. <laughs> and when he comes in, you're just like, oh, yeah, George Washington, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt yep. so like when when that song came on and he introduced George Washington, he turned around and came out. I was just like, oh, man, this is this is a lot of energy. And this is a lot of like go getter yes. and like, yes. let's go. You know, you were talking about Riled when Burr introduced up. Burr introduced Washington, right? Yes. The moment in you've been waiting for. Yeah. 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 Like, I didn't know I was waiting, but you know I was. Yeah. <laughs> George Washington. Yeah. We are outgunned so, to outman. So there is a line um, that's, I'm the model of a modern major general, and it comes from the Pirates of mm-hmm. Penance. 
So even though this this uh, play is so heavily saturated by rap music, there's, of course, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda is still a theater kid at heart and he still loves classical musicals. And so he he of course, he still has that um, influence from other Broadway musicals intertwined with everything and to throw, you know, a line like that into a rap. Broadway musical from Pirates of Penance yeah. is, is just is crazy. And I didn't even know that until I looked up information and, and stuff. And so it's just really cool, cool him using, you know, influence and stuff from other other works of art. Some of the really things cool. that make me happy about the way that I consume and produce my art or creatives is that Lynn has a tendency to follow the lines that uh, one of my favorite philosophies good artists borrow great artists steal (laughs) and while lynn is extremely talented he steals a lot of stuff (laughs) he pulls (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) and so i'm like oh this is that concept in practice um and it's they're all homages obviously it's not literally stolen but the fact that he majority of his work is inspired or directly influenced by another thing makes me a little happy about some of the stuff that I make. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, everybody, you know, whatever kind of artist you are, you always draw inspiration from other people because, I mean, that's how you figure out what, you know, your style is and what you're interested in is is all these other influences by all these other artists. So, of course, you're going to use part of them in your work because it's just it's it's a natural thing to do. And, you know, everybody does it. Um, yeah. Lauren does have one historical discrepancies, which is really funny in it. They talk about, um, it's in winter. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I'm skipping ahead of myself. Sorry. I'm going into winter's ball. <laughs> well, we can keep going. Yeah. Let's keep going into winter's ball. Um, okay. So, so like we get to like a winter's ball and helpless and, and of course, um, that song was beautiful. Uh, helpless is so good. It's so it was good. Gorgeous. And it made me just think about how much I love Adrian. Oh, Aww. yes. It's a real, it's a real lovey dovey <laughs> song. Me right in the field. Yeah, no. And, and, um, the, he drew a lot of, influences from when um like in the late in the like the middle 90s when like r&b queens and hip-hop artists would join together and do collabs and duets and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um and uh he talks about mary j blige and method man's like i'll be there for you and and you're all the uh all i need to get by and then also references Mm -hmm. uh beyonce and jay-z's crazy in love and um, also brings up Jaw Rule, too, because I don't know if you noticed when in Helpless towards the end, he kind of growls when he sing, as long as I'm alive, Eliza, mm-hmm. you know, you, you'll know you'll never be helpless. And that's how kind of Jaw Rule, like his voice when he would uh, rap in songs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said that he originally did it to make um, the actress laugh when he would Philippa sing Sue. it. Yeah. yeah, so he would always throw it in there and she he would always get a laugh out of her while they were performing. Aww. And it just goes to, like, you know, like I said, the R&B queens and stuff to the sweet girl sings about a boy she loves and then the rough around the edges boy 
pops up to wrap his reply, he says. But, yeah, you know, when when him and Eliza talk to or when he talks to Eliza, you know, he doesn't really rap about her. He raps about himself and like his flaws that he has or I don't have any money and I don't have this. I just have my brain and, you know, like I can't really give you anything, but here I am, you know, kind of thing. And um, also in a winter's ball, um, the ladies for the ladies, you know, when they talk about all that. <laughs> Reliable uh, with the ladies. Yeah, they could. It could be a reference to like the BC Boys. There's a song called "Hey Ladies," um, and um, <laughs> so he I told I love you he Boys. he pulls stuff from other. It's so good. Yeah, I love pulls it. stuff it's from so all the other, all the <laughs> other ones. But the, one of the uh, discrepancies that Lauren put down is when he's talking about himself or Burr's describing him or. We're saying kind of rumors about him. He talks about, uh, wait, who is it that says? Marsha Washing- Mar- Martha, Martha Wa- Washington, Washington uh, <laughs> named, named her feral, feral tomcat, tomcat after, after him. him. And he goes, and that's, that's true. true right? No, she that's says the tomcat is just a rumor is refuted by many yeah. historians. But Lynn thought it was funny uh, to have Hamilton own at his peak of like cockiness. So it's just like. He's 19. Oh, yeah, she named Yes, and yeah, he's, and it's just riding on that ego. He's nineteen. <laughs> like he's just been named Washington's personal uh, secretary. He just married this like incredible, or incredibly no, wealthy woman. Well, no, he hadn't. But like he's courting her. Like this, this guy is riding high, and it was just a fun little like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we go from helpless to. Um, which satisfied. is Eliza's song to Hamilton. And then we have mm-hmm. Angelica's song to Hamilton, Satisfied. Well, it's um, basically their first meeting of Hamilton. So Helpless is is um, Eliza's perspective of meeting Hamilton and falling in love with him and getting married and their courtship. And then Satisfied is rewound back, is Helpless rewound back, but in um, yeah. Angelica's perspective. Which yeah. I thought that whole song and scene of rewinding it and giving us that other really side cool. was amazing. It, it was incredible the, yeah. to... And I like the refrain of satisfied as something to represent Hamilton throughout the musical. Yeah. Yes. You know, like I, I felt like that song, it played a good role. Another motif, just like yes, Helpless, motif. just like Helpless is Eliza's. You know, mm-hmm. we see helpless throughout so much more. Not even just her referencing it, but other characters talking about Eliza that you know yeah. using that helpless to reference her. Um, and you know, the one of the um, another influence is they say that the rhythm is reminiscent re- reminiscent of uh, Nicki Minaj's super bass. <laughs> Maybe that's so why the, I like it so much, quick, too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Angelica writes about or talks about um, her being the only, uh, my father has no sons, which is wrong, because mm-hmm. Philip Schuyler had, like, 14 children. He had a lot <laughs> of kids. So many children. And then, like you said, Brianna, that Angelica was married before she even met Hamilton, so. Yeah. With Three with Is two kids. Why couldn't they just be friends? Like she could be a 
a foundational character help him in, be inspired to do all this stuff for America, but they didn't have to have a love interest. I feel like that downplays her power and just makes him look worse. Yeah, yeah. no, I... Which I know I, to I, some extent is the point, but, I mean, I, I needed something to go off of to like him other than, like, he's an immigrant. And my family's yeah. immigrant, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I really didn't yeah. like him that much. I don't think he's a likable no, character. Not, I don't think Hamilton's no, likable. not at all. Um, yeah. Not at all. I don't. I think he's just there to show like what an impact he made. Even what he told like, us on our history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I know we're jumping ahead, but it's like I can't believe you. Yeah, one of the things yeah. Lynn says in some of the interviews that I've listened to is that he he specifically wanted to make Lynn, uh, Hamilton and Burr uh, extreme opposites, so they're like on the the spectrum of of this kind of deciding to do something. So he's like, I, you know, Burr and Hamilton both are, their their main drive is making a decision. So Hamilton yeah, makes so decisions all the time. Yeah. Be impulsive. Yeah. And it's just constantly mm-hmm. going, go, 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 go. So he's extreme of this side. Burr can't make a decision to save his life. Uh, reputation yes. is in the long run. And it is like this super extreme. So, the, when you when you have an extreme character, it is hard to kind of say, oh, okay, this is is this a believable person? No, obviously not. But um, it was it, it it was purposeful for storytelling. I mean, like when he got married, he told Eliza, "What's that line that he tells her?" And it's beautiful. And y'all are just talking about it. And then like the same song, slight transition, same song to Angelica song, and you realize, oh, this guy's a liar. Well, and but he is too, yeah. and because because like Natalie mentioned, when he's singing to Eliza, he's singing about himself. Like he is more concerned yeah. with him and his legacy than he is with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. purposeful. It's- and I mean, of it's it's no. I mean, the way that he grew up and his life that he lived, you can surely see why he is so selfish. Because he, I'm sure, feels like he only has himself, and and himself can only build his own legacy. And he's always had to, I mean, of course he had people to, you know, he talks, they talk about in the beginning, Alexander Hamilton, everybody's saving money. They saw how smart and intelligent he was. Yeah. And, you know, of course he had people to push him, whatever, but he mostly was just on his own. He lost his mother. He lost his family. He lost everything. So, I mean, that scrappy fighter, go-getter, whatever it takes mentality kind of takes away your selflessness it, you know your like you're constantly <laughs> his pride yeah you're and constantly his selfish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes and and all that leads perfectly into like after the wedding you get we get story of tonight where like the reprise you know, friends comes together to yeah the their prize comes together and they celebrate hamilton's you know marriage and joke around and then <laughs> the newly not poor in. of us because that's what it that's what it yeah. was <laughs> Uh, we bring Burr back in, and it sets up, you know, his song that that describes him, that you know, lays out his life for everybody, that tells everybody why he is the way that he is. So Hamilton, which is wait for yeah, it. Hamilton introduces like Hamilton was happy that Burr came to his wedding, which he actually didn't in real life, but uh, 
And then Bird talks about having a, a woman and how he can't go get her. And Hamilton's like, I don't understand you. Like, why are you waiting? What are you waiting for? Go get her. If you love her, yeah. go get her. And Burr's like, you don't understand. You don't get it. And so Hamilton takes off, and then we get the piece de resistance. I'm willing to wait for it. best songs i think i've ever heard in my entire life like i don't and maybe it's and maybe it's just the song and maybe it's just the words or maybe it's just leslie odom jr or maybe it's a combination of both but whatever it is is i this song resonated so much with me and i love it so much and the power behind it is so incredible and and you know there's a question that says how do you dramatize status is by waiting for it Waiting for everything, waiting for love, waiting for, um, f- you know, figuring out what you're supposed to do after losing your parents and you have all this wealth, you know, waiting for how your reputation plays out with it. Like he's, he's just waiting for everything. And it comes to a point where it's like, you want to ask Burr, like, how long is it going to take for you to realize that all this waiting is just hurting you yeah. and hurting your chances and hurting, you know, this life that you've been left with all of this this you know wealth and this reputation and and what seems to be like an easy way to get what you want or do what you want Mm -hmm. but you know he never really he never really has a go-getter mentality until later on when you know we get later down the way when in the room where it happens where he's finally like i don't want to be left sitting here waiting like i'm gonna do something about it you know but this song just perfectly sums up what this character is and how his life has been and his wealth and his family and his reputation how it plays out to him and it sets up like the stark difference between burr and hamilton's character yeah, it's so. a powerful song because I, I feel like we've all been Burr at some point or another, you know? Like, we oh, wait. Yeah. I'm still Burr. Cautious <laughs> to be. Same, me too. <laughs> Same, me too. I'm ne- I've never been like a, oh, let me do this crazy thing or let me step yeah. out. And I'm always sitting here thinking about the many possibilities of if I do this and this doesn't happen, well, then this has to happen. You know, just these constant playing things out instead of just not thinking about it so much and just doing it like mm-hmm. what you know hamilton did but doing and acting can get you in a lot of trouble <laughs> fun fact uh lynn actually wanted to play burr he Aww. he wrote wait for it and he was like this is the part i want to play and everyone told him you can't you're not this <laughs> you're not this character <laughs> also i i I'm incredibly blown away constantly by how, by how talented Lin-Manuel Miranda is, but he can sing, mm. but he can't sing like Leslie Odom no. Jr. <laughs> like, just, his pipes are not all there sometimes, and there are some points where the way that, you know, his accent comes through, and I'm just like, ooh, okay. <laughs> so after that, we get into uh, Stay Alive, which sets up um like so would you say the war so essentially what happens is the war is um 
uh, like starting and the, um, they start talking about how the Washington's losing ground against the British and he promotes a general and this general Lee bad mouths him and retreats and does all this stuff. And so, uh, Hamilton can't do anything about it because he's a secretary. So John Lawrence is like, I'm challenging him to a duel. And, um, they, uh, they'd say they go and meet and it goes into the 10 dual commandments where Lee and Lawrence have a duel. Burr and Hamilton are the respective seconds. And I think this song is it pretty much just, Tells Quartet us how is, a duel yeah. is happening. Yeah. It sets us up um, for so later on. Have you? Did you find any historical accuracy for any of that part, Lauren? So this, because the only thing I saw was like uh, Hamilton was reprimanded by Washington for being late to a meeting or something, <laughs> and that's when he's sent home. Yeah. Did you see anything about a duel or? It's no. It's kind of just like a suspected that there were there were. There were duels. There something else. Yeah, and I'm I I want to say that Lawrence and Lee did have a falling out. I don't think Hamilton was involved though in the way that the play, yeah. the 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 show talks about it. I, I'm pretty sure Lee and Lawrence had issues. Um, I do See, know of a creative liberty. I guess theme, I could just cut. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I, if I'm being honest, it's not one of my favorites. And if I'm watching and paying attention to what I'm watching, I will skip over this song. Not like degrading or putting down this song because I'm sure someone loves this song. Okay. But it's just not my cup of tea. But one of the most. I mean, we wanted to get to the the Battle of Yorktown. Yeah. Like that's the part that matters. Yeah. Yeah. But what's really interesting is that the Tangle Dual Commandments goes off of. Uh, Biggie Smalls's um, The Ten Crack Commandments, which is a very popular song. Um, and uh, Lynn said the rules of dealing uh, slip neatly into spotch originally occupied by the rules of selling crack. So he uses that sort of cadence and, and the way that um, Biggie Smalls talks about selling drugs and stuff like that in the same describing you know the art of dueling or how they Mm -hmm. did it or whatever and i think this song is really just to give you the rules of how they duel to set up duels later on so they didn't have to describe it at the end or when his own son has a duel um and he also said or i also found that they it's easy to compare hamilton and biggie smalls they're both great lyricists uh and they both died from a bullet uh, oh, which makes it easier to collapse the They're distance between. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it easier to to collapse the distance between like the revolutionary era and then our time. So it's another yeah. use of, you know, rap. And then we have like the aftermath of Meet Me Inside where he gets in trouble and then he gets sent home to Eliza where she pretty much begs him like, you know why do you need a war? Why do you need all this? Like, yeah. isn't oh we wait we did our relationship we did miss and our life? We did miss something in Stay Alive and the Tyndall Commandments. The introduction of the bullet character. Oh did yes, you, did you catch that? Realize Rina? that, Brianna. So there no. was a there was a British spy in the play earlier, and I, I forget what song it is, but she she is killed. They they bring her neck 
at the front and they and and they get pulled off she was she was a spy um and that character turns into the essentially the death and she navigates the bullet and in stay alive the bullet a, a bullet is shot and it flies over hamilton's head while he's riding and uh, and then obviously Tyndall. They also use her throughout the show too. That if she has touched someone or she's around someone, that's foreshadowing their death. Yeah. So in the interesting in the Tyndall yeah. commandments, and then some other times whenever bullets are shot, she plays the bullet and she carries it across the stage towards the. That's so person. creepy. Yeah. So that's a important. Yeah, it's a really cool <laughs> little element rep- representation of it. But yeah, the that would be enough is is basically Eliza being just like, isn't our life and us living together as a couple and building this isn't that enough for you? Never like satisfied to just <laughs> nope, nope, was never satisfied. Um, and then we also found find out that Eliza is pregnant with their first child, and that's when she you know tells them about it. Like I I wanted you to come home, which I don't know if. I'm sure she didn't send the letter telling him to come home. Lauren said, or y'all said something about being late for a meeting or something like that. But, you know, it's portrayed that he got in trouble and that he was also sent home because Eliza's pregnant and she Mm -hmm. wants him to meet her son if he, you know, if he dies. And then while he's home, we get into the actual battle, which you've been looking for, Brianna. Uh, we get into guns and ships. Guns and ships. Downing the British henchmen. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman. I'm taking this horse, man of rains, making red coats, weather with blood stains. Then I'm never gonna stop until I make them jump up and I'm up and scatter the remains out. Watch me engaging them, escaping them, and raising them out. I go to France for more fun. I come back with more guns. Uh, history has its eyes on you, which is an amazing line. Wait, can we, and then of course, before Yorktown. we pass over guns and ships, um, Guns and Ships has no. We're not passing. We're just oh, this section yeah, okay. like is all grouped together. Guns and Ships has the ahead, the most spro- spoken words in the whole play in the shortest amount of time by David Diggs, yeah. wow. and David Diggs kills it, kills it so good. So, good. so this is also the introduction like, to the famous fighting Frenchman Lafayette. <laughs> Again, the reintroduction. <laughs> But just hearing hearing Washington sing "History Has Its Eyes on You" yes is so relevant, you know. Mm-hmm. Even when it first came out, and then last year, it, it's it's just so in your face and relevant, and makes you realize that you know maybe we're not just people that you know whatever we do doesn't matter. Like you know, we can have some sort of you know footprint left on this world yeah. by just doing good and 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 making the right choices for things mm-hmm. because i mean history has its eyes on everybody all the time Eliza and what we discusses do that too when she talks yes. about wanting to take herself out of the narrative and then back in the narrative of history mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. at the very end Burr addresses history again too when he says like I'm going to be the villain in your textbook mm-hmm. which yes let's be real that's what I knew about it oh that's all I knew like, I thought he was just a bad guy that killed Hamilton yeah, yeah. but no I kind of think Hamilton deserved a duel <laughs> <laughs> he certainly <laughs> deserved this. um yeah yeah certainly deserved to be knocked down a peg that's for sure his words you know that he wrote dig div- dig himself a hole at mm-hmm. times 
And um, so, I mean, I don't know if it's, <laughs> it, it might be justified. I don't know, maybe if it's, you know. At least a duel. He, I'm saying, like, he said yeah. enough crap to deserve Burr to defend oh, his honor. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yes. I'm surprised that was the only duel that he did, it, to be well, honest. But, well, he was in a bunch more, yes. but they were usually peacefully settled. But this guy mm. was getting in trouble all yeah. the time. And in fact, Burr, he, Burr actually settled some of these dual like, challenges for Hamilton. Um, wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was ridiculous. Um, well, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say this is the first time that the line is said that who lives, who dies, who tells your story is introduced. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's another motif that's really important about this play is like mm-hmm. what's yeah. the and another strong lyric yeah. too very powerful and it's true because like you know so we can't be we can't determine we who's talk the way we're talked about when we're dead that's that's not on us so it's like what are you going to do to make sure yeah. that that's written down or established as strong as possible you're talked about the way that you want to be talked about yeah. pretty much uh, so then we get Yorktown, which is the end of the battle, and, and America wins, and the world turned upside down. Ooh, is Miss you know, Okay America? So many powerful. Tell like, me lines how. In this. Tell me how you felt when they stood on those chairs. We won. We won. Yeah. God, yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's an incredibly like powerful song, like another go getter. Like when they when, introduce Washington, I think this had already happened. But when Hercules Mulligan came back out, oh yeah, they talked about the Sons oh, of yeah. Liberty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was ready to just cheer. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool. Yeah. Her, he is Mulligan so cool. is by far the one of the coolest like next to David Diggs the swagger kind of the way that he just kind of plays yeah. that character yes. oh my gosh yeah bruh, bruh. so after they win the war um we go into what comes next and then dear theodosia where um burr finally gets his woman uh the british he ends up being in love with a woman who's married to a british soldier so once they win, all the British soldiers go home and he goes home as well. And so mm-hmm. they're finally able to be together. And Hamilton has his first uh, child, which is a son. And then Burr has his first child, which is a oh, daughter. OMG. And that's Dear song. Theodosia is oh. so beautiful. That was the first one where I just started crying and I couldn't stop. And I was like, okay, yeah. I guess I'm doing this. Because <laughs> before I was trying to just like tear up a little and let it go away. But this one was so gorgeous. It is. It's a beautiful And how song. they discussed um, like the nation growing up with their children yeah. and hopefully yes. making a good place for oh, them. Yes. You'll come of age Again, with our so young relevant. nation. Oh. Yes, so, so relevant. I mean, also, like, Brianna, you're deal with children directly, and so shaping yeah. young minds and teaching them things and helping them oh, grow. Oh, I was and, thinking about that the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet. It's it's a beautiful song, and it hits me in the heart so much. I mean, I've, I've, I've worked with children, of course, like, I love your son, Lauren, and, and my niece, and just to see these young little people growing up and, like, what world are we going to have for them, and... What are they going to, their thoughts and ideas and their impact on different things. And so it's just a really beautiful, a sweet, it's a beautiful song. Sweet behind the scenes detail. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. said that every single performance he prayed for his like future children and he ended up having a daughter. And I, he's like, by the time I had my first daughter, I'd prayed for her hundreds and hundreds of times 
through this song. And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure have his children's his child's you know picture in his mind seeing that song i can't i can't imagine i know and they're so beautifully together oh the harmonies i can't i love it i sing the harmonies all the time where i listen to this song it's so good it just (gasps) hits a feel (laughs) it just hits a feel the some of these harmonies in here just it just hit me right in right in the heart yeah and i just love i'm a sucker for a good harmony when you have two people together that are just hitting the right notes and just blend so well together, it's mm-hmm. just, it just hits me right in my feels. But at the end of Dear Theodosia, we find out that John Lawrence has died. And that kind of um, goes into Tomorrow There'll Be More of Us, where he sings from, um, what is it? Um, Story of Tonight is a line from Story of Tonight. And I think that sets off into Hamilton going into nonstop. After the war I went back to New York After the war I went back to New York I finished up my studies and I practiced law I practiced law, Burr work next door Even though we started at the very same time Alexander Hamilton began to climb How to account for his rise to the top? Man, the man is non-stop Gentlemen of the jury And so this is where we get the beautiful green new coat So people start changing costumes um, so I feel like, oh, don't yeah, tell yeah, me yeah. anything, I feel like that represents money. Because he went into the mm. private sector, started making his fortune as his as a lawyer, and then he gets into the mm. Secretary of Treasury. Yep. Thing. Yes. Yes. Those are yep. my thoughts. It is, that, <laughs> you are 100% accurate. He is, the costume for old Hamilton is supposed to look like someone is trying to dress up. And that's even a line in one of the songs. Mm-hmm. Look like new that. money. Um it's your good good catch. <laughs> so to finish out Act One, we have the song "Nonstop" and talking about being Hamilton being invited to the Constitutional Convention, about his career as a lawyer and Burr's career as a lawyer, uh, and and trying to battle and fight for, yeah, battle and fight for the Constitution. Uh, the, it was a very messy document when it was first put together. Uh, it had a lot of holes and gaps. That's why there were so many bills <laughs> that had to be introduced later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Hamilton, in his style, is like, charge ahead, forward, we're doing this. And he goes to Burr and asks Burr to help defend the Constitution um, through a series of essays. Historically, this never happened. He did not ask Burr to help him. Um, but story-wise, it's but better. artistically, it makes so much sense. We get wait for it again. Yeah, yeah. When you know we bring back wait for it because you know it's it's basically like um, Hamilton asked him like Bert, like it's basic it's the Constitution. It's something that could you know push our our country forward. This new country that we fought for. Like why would you not back this? Um. And uh, Hamilton says, for once in your life, take a stand with pride. I don't understand how you stand to the side. And Burr goes into, I'll keep all my plans close to my chest. And we have the ensemble bring in, wait for it, wait for it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Burr goes into, I'll wait here and see which way the wind will blow. And uh, talks about the tension of a new nation and growing and... I want to wait. I'm, I'm not in the, you know, in the position, or I don't feel like I'm in the position to put my opinion out. 
which is another running thing for Burr, is that he really doesn't have a, an opinion on anything. He kind of just goes with the flow and fits himself into places, and that's something that kind of bites him in the butt later on because Hamilton always sees that uh, you don't ever have a stance on anything. You don't He's have a say on anything. Like He swaps his political party because he thinks it'll be more advantageous to him. So. Yes. I mean, you can't and really I, trust and people like that. <laughs> I, see no. where, I see where Hamilton's coming from on that part. Yeah, and so it's just, it's just like, you know, give me some sort of some sort of opinion about what you think about what's going on and how you want this world to work instead of just going with the flow and and going with everybody yeah. else that non-stop so. song was so inspiring to me yeah miss yeah. Ryder. <laughs> yeah i love seeing all the stuff he accomplished in such a small amount of time mm-hmm. yeah and just man it lit a fire under me like I'm older than he was when he won the Battle of Yorktown, know. you know? He was 26. Mm. I'm 30. <laughs> I got a lot more to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and Burr talks about how do you write like you're running out of time. Uh-huh. You know, and that's how Hamilton always felt. Like he had yeah. to get everything out because he didn't know when his time would come. Because he had so many um, run-ins so with death. So many ideas and so much, what, so much to say. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that is something about him I admire. <laughs> yes. I mean, I do it. I don't admire his decisions and I don't ad- I don't admire his selfishness, but the way that he was so brilliant with the pen and and the way that he thought about things and coming out of his mouth and I think personally um Lin-Manuel Miranda comes like the way that he wrote his uh, Hamilton and the way that he wrote the music and all the raps and the rhyming perfect i mean i don't know him hamilton but mm-hmm. i think perfectly you know encompasses how talented Ham- alexander hamilton was and how great of a lyricist he was and how intelligent he was and it's We're just so to read cool. that biography i know i'm just saying yeah. i kind of want to um. i kind of want to too but i know i'm gonna hate it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, the, yeah, we finally, and we, we close out the first act with Hamilton repeating to himself, uh, to the, to the audience, to the world. I am not throwing away my shot. Anyway, so that wraps up act one. I know this is a lot and we're going to try to, to make sure we get act two, but thank, uh, you know, this, that's the episode for this week. And then next week we will be covering act two of... Hamilton. So Hamilton. Give us in the meantime, yes. give us a follow on Twitter at uh uh the expedition under no underscore pod. <laughs> expedition underscore pod. <laughs> Jeez. I swear. <laughs> I, I I think one time I get it, and then the next time I'm just like, I got Hamilton on the brain. You'll have to excuse me, okay? <laughs> uh Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Bree. Yeah. Or send us a Gmail. I'm not going to miss my shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. Tell us what your favorite song is in uh, in Hamilton. Um, and it would be really helpful if y'all like what you hear. Go ahead and give us a rating on Apple iTunes or I um, podcast, Apple podcast. Uh, give us a rating and a review that bumps up our, our show so people more people can see it. Um, we'd appreciate also it. Also on Spotify. 
Yeah. And if you haven't seen Hamilton and you're not a big musical fan, I would suggest to just give it a shot. Okay? I know it's long, um, but it's... <laughs> Don't throw away your if shot. anybody can enjoy it. Like, I enjoyed this, and I don't like musicals. <laughs> but I do love I, America, so if you don't like one of the, both of those things, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> do, I do think there's something in there for everyone. There's obviously comedy and humor. There's, you know, rap, historical, you know, learn about our forefathers. So I would just suggest give it a try. Take a couple hours out of your life and relax and just enjoy good Genius thoughts. Because let's be honest. <laughs> Good and genius thoughts. Let's be honest. To me personally, I think Lin Manuel Miranda is a genius, and I think he's incredibly talented. And they're all laughing at me because I said the weird things. But that's gonna be a tweet. I'm gonna care. put that on something. Enjoy good and genius thoughts. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll we'll see you later. Oh, whatever. Goodbye, everybody. See you in Act Two. We're on intermission. Good and genius thoughts. I love that. So cute. Whatever. Oh my god. The existence of this. Existence of this. <laughs>